unplanned week off. We are here. This is the Prayer and Pushes podcast, healthy living for the mind, body, and soul. My name is Ben Tulugan. I am joined by my co-host, Neil, the giant Ginger Maxwell. Welcome to the gym. Neil, it's been a while. <laughs> a minute. We missed a whole week. <laughs> did we? We did. Or did we rest? We rested. Did we deload? <laughs> did we ex- did we do an accidental deload? An accidental deload. Yeah, um, we'll get into we'll get into recovery. We were we talked about doing that for this episode, but we'll get into recovery for another episode about how to take care of yourself when you hurt yourself because both of us <laughs> unfortunately did a really lousy job of that and ended up hurting ourselves again. I, so. I, I'm not blaming <laughs> me on this. It, okay, I, I did a really lousy job of it and I ended up hurting myself Something again. happened <clears throat> and I was in pain and I've worked hard to recover from it and I'm in the middle of continued recovery. I take no... <laughs> I, I, I take no responsibility for this. This is just uh, a freak accident that just happens yeah. to people. My mine was actually also a freak accident because it initially started from slipping on ice and landing wrong. I think. Okay, so I like, think that's how it started. But then I didn't take proper care of myself and actually let it recover fully. Mm-hmm. And so then I went out and I shoveled heavy snow. And the next morning it had flared up again, worse than it had been the first time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what happened. The crazy thing is it was a week later. Yeah. So I think the other part is I'm just having trouble coming to terms with the fact that I'm old and I don't recover as quickly as I once did. Yep. Yeah. So if you want to, you know, our typical normal warm up, talking about how's your lifting going and stuff like that for the both of us, we're kind of gimpy right now. Um, A little bit, a little bit. I'd say, uh, um, I've been stretching a lot. <laughs> sure. Sure. For, I guess just like clue people in or whatever, what's going on is that, um, see last week on, on, on a day, uh, I just woke up with severe back pain and then, uh, got worse. Uh, the next couple of days got into the Cairo, um, which I haven't been for a couple of years and getting my back cracked and loosened up and, taking a look at what actually happened uh, uh, and how to fix it. And so in the middle of that process where I can't do anything with spinal compression right now while um, letting everything heal. And so it's only upper body stuff that doesn't require uh, a lot of core stability or body weight leg exercises. So (laughs) I was doing, uh, um, what is it? One of the days I, uh, did a hundred each leg uh, Bulgarian split squat squats with my back leg up on my couch. Oh. Room, and just like, just like body weight. Right. So like, just, okay, just, we're going to do it as many reps a time, feel a deep burn, get a, get a pump kind of thing. Basically look for a pump. Yep. Uh, what I, I think I might do this week is um, uh, do some uh, blood flow, blood flow restriction. Okay. So same exercise. So hundred reps, uh, in as few sets as possible, uh, each leg, but do them with occlusion training, uh, do them with occlusion training so that you get like the sick pump and the deep burn mm-hmm. without actually tearing up the muscles. So that's the goal. Okay. That's the, that's the goal. And then I, um, what is it? The, uh, uh, back, 
I did uh, back days. So I did a lot of like pull days where I can still do pull-ups. I can still do different kinds of rows and stuff like that as long as I'm not compressing your spine, compressing the spine. So, and I'll do some bench <laughs> with my knees up. Essentially, <laughs> no leg drive, no, no arch. The arch is a problem. So lightweight. I mean, as heavy as I can go that way. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't, you can definitely not lift as much, uh, um, with your feet up off the ground. I don't know if everyone's ever tried that. So like take your feet up and, uh, up off the, off, off the uh, ground, either put them on the bench or just, you know, sit like you're doing one of those old crunches or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, see what happens. You'll see how much power you lose out of that, but it's a great way to isolate the chest actually. So yeah, for me who only works out at, uh, the gym, finding other exercise that will actually isolate the chest a little bit more is important. Cause I'll get a lot, like you'll naturally get a lot of tricep work, but it's harder to get a good like solid pec workout without using certain machines and stuff. Yeah. So Anyways, stuff. Anyways, yeah. This this coming week for me is going to be a lot more stretching, and hopefully by next week I'll be able to start moving some weights again. But just trying to get everything limbered up and um make it so I don't wake up with a head that won't rotate and a shoulder that doesn't want to function properly again. Um, it's no fun when your wife has to help you get your shirt on and off because your arm doesn't want to move properly that way. So. I'd yeah. like to avoid having to do that again, but, um, <laughs> well, I mean, that's, and, that, and just like the reason we do this is, is so I, I just want to know, like, if I had done this without being in shape in some way, shape or form, right. Like how much more long, like how much longer the recovery time actually is. Yeah. Cause you know, I was, for me, I felt really good on Sunday. Um, starting off the day and Saturday, Sunday felt great, actually, like almost back to normal um, until about Sunday evening. Uh, things started to flare up again, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, you, you you keep moving, you keep healthy, and then you shorten your recovery time, and then you keep keep going, and then you get back at it. Yeah. Um, so anyways, prayer. Prayer has been... Okay. I guess I'll say okay. <laughs> it's the weirdest uh, place ever. I've not gotten it as I've not spent as much time as I would like every day. Um in part because some of the supplements and stuff I've been taking to help loosen up muscles and get them uh more mobile so they can be stretched and such make you very drowsy. And so I've been taking them at night and they've been making it harder to get up in the morning and um, so I've been sleeping a little more this last week. Again, mm-hmm. also just sleep is necessary for recovery. So sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to let that, let that be. And, but that also eats into my prayer time because once the kids are up, it's very difficult to find the time to pray. Uh, Cause they don't really like to um, sit quietly while you pray. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I get, I get that. I'd say um, it's, it's like the, like everyone trying, I'm trying to remember like all the different advice you get about like priests who talk about just like 
it's good to go to mass when your kids are chaotic. And like, it's not about your, your ability to like focus at mass that makes the mass successful. Right. (laughs) Like we don't, we don't bring success to, to prayers. What is it? Uh, Is it Pelagianism or, um, is it, is it Pelagius? Like you work to earn heaven kind of thing. And I feel that like, you know, I probably podcasts like ours and others like it and stuff like that. feel like, you know, we're very Pelagian and that you have to work for grace. You have to work for heaven stuff like that. And it's just, um, not true. Sometimes you just have to like humble yourself to the receptiveness of like, this is what life has dealt you. This is what God has dealt yeah. you just to receive it. And so if the way you're going to exercise your vocation is to like, wrestle your kids that's going to be your prayer life like i mean <laughs> this is true this is true like like my, my i'd say like sometimes sometimes the days are of prayer life it's like okay when we do family prayer time but also like praying with each kid i like to pray with each of my kids and bless them before bed yeah and um do the same and it's and it's just the like and, and so they, like that's like that is your time that's your opportunity and i find yeah. that like once my kids are isolated from one another and it's settling down from bed or whatever. Like I can, if I haven't had a lot of time to pray earlier, like just take some time there and like mm-hmm. they're, I think they're listening, they're receptive to it or whatever. And it's just quality prayer time in general. So on that note, uh, so we, we always pray as a family when we're putting the kids to bed, it's part of our bedtime routine. And yeah. uh, the, my son, my, my oldest is now three for those who don't know my kids. And, uh, I've been gradually giving him more and more leadership in that prayer time. Like it started with just saying, is there anything you would like to, you know, thank Jesus for? And he just, he kind of started taking, well, I guess I pray now. And so he would start praying. I would and I just kind of let him go with that. Well, it's it's funny because now he does. Um, he's been starting to sing slash chant our evening prayers um, as he he goes through it. So it's really funny, and it's it's a lot of fun to watch him as he the you know three years old is making up this singing prayer, thanking Jesus for his grandparents and his friends, and you know just the random things a three year old appreciates. Um, you know, his, his garbage truck was one of the things on his list the other day. He has a toy <laughs> garbage truck that he was really happy about. And so, nice. um, yeah, it's, it's just really fun to, to, to see that. So it's, that's, it's one of those moments where you're like, well, we're doing something right. <laughs> yes. It doesn't always seem that way, but we're, we're clearly doing something right. <laughs> something is succeeding. I don't know why, but I'm just going to accept it that it is. Exactly. I'm going to move forward. But anyway, speaking of prayer uh, and things that can be challenging, maybe um, <laughs> when it comes to toddlers, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, we should probably get into our topic for this week. Sure which is well with lent right around the corner uh Mm -hmm. this this episode will air a week and a half before uh ash wednesday i like blanked out on it there for a second uh well it'll be going on a week and a half before ash wednesday the beginning of lent and so we thought we would talk about i've been putting together a, a fasting challenge uh that 
um, I'm going to be inviting a number of men to do with me and was talking to Neil about it. We thought, well, we'll just do a podcast about it. So uh, mm. that's what we're going to be getting into. Any thoughts so, before we delve in? Uh, no. Okay. Not at this moment. <laughs> okay. So the way this challenge works is uh, first, it has an aspect of prayer. And that aspect of prayer, I know it's crazy that Lent would involve prayer. Uh, That aspect of prayer is if you've been following us on social media, you've been seeing that I've been doing the rosary prayers, every walking rosary prayers every morning. Uh, And so this is a challenge to join me in an early morning rosary walk. Uh, Not in person, but just doing it on your own around your neighborhood. Uh, and getting up really early, you know, before the rest of your family, before most of the rest of the world, and starting the day off with a rosary. And especially here in Minnesota, that can be tough because it gets chilly. Now, strangely, it's actually not been that chilly this mm-hmm. winter. Like, we've been blessed this winter. I don't even really know that we've made it below zero during the day yet this winter. Uh, I think we may have had some overnight lows that dropped below zero, but I don't know that any of our daytime daytime temps have really been below zero. Yeah. Most um, of the days have been light jacket days. Right. We definitely have not had highs that were below zero, which mm-hmm. is the norm for this time of year in Minnesota. Yeah. It is not uncommon to have your high temp for the day is below zero. Uh, so we've been very, very blessed this year. Um, But like this Friday is going to be, I think, eight degrees as a high um, is what I was looking at. This is what they're predicting, which isn't isn't warm. (laughs) It's not as cold as it could be, but it's not warm. Yeah, Um, it's the wind chill that'll get you, though. Yeah. And that's not going to be the temp at, you know, four five, six o'clock in the morning either. It'll be closer to zero at that time of the day. So get up, get bundled, get out and go for a walk and pray. And offer up that prayer time for your family, specifically for uh, your own relationship with Christ, uh, for our nation, for any other uh, prayer requests that you might have, intentions that you might have. Uh, offer it up for those things. And find yourself a route. This is something I learned, obviously, again, injury, slipping on ice. Find yourself a route that is clear of ice. Because that is where I ran into trouble. I, I went down on one of my rosary walks. That's when I went down. Were you um, vested? I, I had my weighted vest on. Yes, I did. That's what gotcha. I was wondering. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's not just the so, fall. It's the fall right. while weighted. Yeah, it's the fall with the additional, what, 40, 50 pounds yeah. um, coming down. So yep. it was really messed up because I was actually coming off the ice. Like I'd made it across this big stretch of ice and I was coming mm-hmm. off and that's when I went down. I was like, sure. sure. Um, anyway. Um, and so you want people to do that every day of the week or how often? So Monday through Saturday. Oh. Monday through Saturday. And then Sundays is your, your feast day, your rest day. So that's the day that you, you let yourself maybe sleep in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. And if you want to really challenge yourself, you could throw a walk in at some point during the day on Sunday, but it doesn't necessarily okay. be the first thing in the morning before the sun comes up. 
Um, yeah, so that's the prayer aspect of this. And then okay. there's accountability. So I'm going to be challenging the men that want to do this with me to we're going to get together once a week uh, and just check in and see how we're doing and mm-hmm. share with, you know, what, what has God been, been doing in your life this week? Uh, challenges that we've run into, difficulties in accomplishing the challenge, um, maybe little victories or areas that God has revealed something to us that we hadn't seen before uh, sure. because of this, this time of prayer and fasting. Um, and then it comes the big, the big sacrificial part of this. And that is <laughs> As if the, waking up at the, uh, before dawn yeah, and going that's for a not walk even the hard part. Uh, the big sacrificial part of this is the actual fasting. So we do not know how to fast in our culture. The idea of going without food for any extended period of time is just something that people scoff at. Like, what are you you talking? I can't go that long without eating food. I need to eat food. Yeah. I mean, except for those who have discovered intermittent fasting, but other than that. Except for those who have, you know, are in the intermittent fasting world. uh, Yeah. yeah, The idea of skipping, even skipping a meal. I mean, even the church's standard for fasting on a Friday during Lent is one big meal and two small ones. I mean, that's not not combined equal to the size of the first. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's like, so basically your idea of fasting is eating a meal and two snacks. I mean, it's, uh, so back in the day when, when the church did fasting, the church did fasting. So this is kind of trying to get to the heart of that and get returned to that a little bit with some more hardcore fasting. And so the week before Lent, uh, you start out with a, just introducing a keto based eating regimen into your life. And that is what you will be eating. And I have that, Uh, I will have that laid out for those who want to do this, kind of what that looks like a little bit more. So you're not stuck trying to look it up and figure it out on your own. Um, And I took all this as, you know, we did a a review on eat fast feast last year, uh, a number of months ago, but sometime last year we did that. I forget which episode that was, but you can go back and find it if you'd like. Um, But that's where I took this from was from that book and the regimen that he put forward in that book to help people, do better at fasting. Um, and so the first week is starting out with just keto based eating. And that is the week before Lent. That's kind of your introduction. And then the week of Lent, you get into a little bit more restricted eating schedule. The, the week after Lent it's restricted a little bit more the week after that, a little bit more, so on and so forth until you get to the end when you cap it off with a five-day fast for Holy Week. Um, so that is going to be a big, uh, a big, big ask for a lot of people um, to do a five-day fast for Holy Week. And uh, yeah, 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 no, I mean, I, I, I need to read this book because like it's, this is a, this is hardcore, dude. And the, the point, so the point of the book, just to recap briefly for those who maybe didn't hear it, is he gets into the the liter the the historical liturgical fasting, and yes. how that actually coincides with what science and is now telling us as far as what is actually good for our bodies. It's actually good for our bodies to not eat as much as we do necessarily. The human body was not actually made and meant to consume food as frequently as we do here in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so we are very, very blessed in the culture, in the world that we live in, that we have food this readily available. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, at one point in time, food was not this readily available. And there was times you went without eating, not because you were choosing to, but because that was the only option. And that mm-hmm. is still the case in many parts of the world. Um, so anyway, he gets into this. Now, he does not necessarily uh, suggest that you do a five-day fast, but part of this is to be a major sacrifice and it is particular to Lent. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I would recommend you go out there and start doing five day fasts on the regular, but this is mm-hmm. supposed to be something bigger, something more extreme for Lent. So that's why I kind of went that route. Um, You've I, done I should, this before. You've done a five day fast before. I have once. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I pushed myself you know. to five once just to see if I could do it. Yeah just to see if I could do it. The willpower to last that long, basically. So I mean, how much of it is that by the end of it? That's really what it comes down to is just the willpower to make it. Now, mind you, for some people, if you have an extremely low body fat percentage, this may not be a good idea for you. (laughs) If you have some other health conditions that could potentially affect this, then you might want to think about that before you take on something. So if you're nursing and pregnant, you know. You're nursing and pregnant, not recommended. (laughs) <laughs> in fact i can tell you uh I, we did this my wife tried this nursing she mm-hmm. tried this eating regimen and she didn't even really get to the fasting she made it through the first two weeks which is eating keto and then you go to an eight hour eating window for mm-hmm. week two is the normal one that we we were doing from the from uh the book and yeah. she only made it through the first two weeks and had lost 20 pounds so she had to stop yeah um and he actually said, don't try this if you're, if you're nursing. And she's like, well, I want to try it anyway. I want to do it with you. And so she, she tried and we found yeah, out no. why it's not recommended. So, well, yeah, I mean, you're, I mean, one of the, the, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of reasons for it, but anyways, the, um, the, the most people I think are going to say, let me play devil's advocate. So you're doing a five day, like you're doing all this fasting or whatever, like, what about like, what, what do you have to say about like, what about blood sugar crashing? What about just like general productivity for life? Cause like most people, if they have a foggy day or like a, you know, keto flu or dealing with mm-hmm. other issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and now mind yeah. you, that is definitely a possible keto flu should yeah. touch on that. Keto flu is definitely a possibility. And what the keto flu is, is it's your body going through sugar withdrawal. Yeah. So keto is, a sugar, basically sugar-free um, eating regimen that eliminates, well, but it eliminates foods that are processed as sugar. Yes. So it, your body is cut off from sugar. Um, the only carbs you get are from green vegetables, which do not process as sugary as say mm-hmm. something from pasta or bread or another grain um, type grain-based food Mm -hmm. so you it is very possible that you will go through the keto flu which feels like you have the flu you can get um body sweats you can feel kind of nauseous you feel very exhausted um and it lasts different for everybody but it's maybe a day or two tops um some people might go through it for half a day or something but uh generally it doesn't last that long 
Um, but it's just your body going through withdrawal. It's your body adjusting to the fact that it's no longer longer getting those foods that it processes as sugar for energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just something you can plan in if you're going to do it. May, maybe start rather than starting on a Monday. Start our start this coming. Well, it would be this coming Friday, I guess, um, because this will air on Monday. So it would have started already. But um, that's yet another reason to start a little early. Uh, start it on a Friday or a day that you know you're not going to work for the next day or two. And that way, if you do have some withdrawal symptoms, you're not suffering through them on a work day. But Yeah, and I find when I've ever tried these new diet regimens and things like that, as much as it sounds nice to start it on a weekend or when you have days off, I wouldn't be, I personally wouldn't be too afraid to start it on a weekday in like a, like in so much as, um, I'm busier, right? Mm. Like I have, I'm not sitting around as much. I'm not, um, relaxing as much, you know, you're just like spending time with the kids, maybe lying around on the floor, just sitting, reading books with the kids or, um, you know, doing some fun with the family, taking them, you know, taking them places and stuff like that. But like, I feel like there's a lot more time to like think. Yeah. And therefore to ideate on food. Right. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And do these things. And, and whereas like, you know, if I'm on a deadline and I got stuff to do and I got class to teach and I got this, that, and the other thing, stuff like that, like people go to work and they easily miss a meal and have no idea. You know, I've had plenty of days where I wasn't intending to, where I went to, I had to run to work didn't have breakfast, didn't bring a lunch and stayed till eight o'clock at night and then go, Oh, I haven't eaten today. Like, yeah. 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 That's for, and that's definitely true. The, the busier you are, the more you, your mind is off of the fact that you're not eating, the easier Mm -hmm. it is to, to get through that. But again, this is a, this is a steady workup too. So it's not uh, throwing, hardcore fast at you right out of the gate um it's it's fasting every friday through lent uh and then there are different eating windows for how how big of a window you have to eat in over the course of the day how many hours you have so it it varies between an eight a four and a one hour window depending on the week that you're in uh for your 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 eating days um and the longest you go is a one day fast until this, the second to last week you're doing it. Um, and so by then your body is adjusted pretty well and it's, it's not going to be easy, but it's not going to be as impossible as it may seem either. Um, Mm. right now to, to do, uh, either a three day fast, which is the week six or, uh, the five day fast, which is week seven. Um, and you get to have special little feasts on Sundays so you can eat a little bit other, eat some other stuff on Sundays. Um, you have a bigger window to eat in. Uh, but you'll find that like eating the foods that you're eating, you, you don't really have as heavy of an appetite because your body does just kind of learn to, to get by without. And when you eat, you can eat a lot because Mm. it's such low calorie food (laughs) that you can just pound it. And it's not going to have adverse effects, if you will. Uh, I mean, is it a specific version of keto that he recommends to the text? It's, it's kind of, I think it's his own variation of it, just as far as like pers- uh, portion sizes and stuff like that for the different types of food that you eat 
as far mm-hmm. as vegetables and protein and fat, what percentage of your, your meal that should take up. Um, yeah. but <clears throat> the, my big sell point on this is bacon is totally within the realm of possibilities for this particular eating regimen. So, uh, you can, you can go to town on bacon, um, which I find very nice, uh, steak. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you can eat a lot of meat on this diet. So it's, uh, on the, or eating regimen, I should say diet has a bad connotation. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but so if, if someone's listening to this and wants to jump on, jump on board or wants to join you guys, would they be able to do it? Oh yeah, for sure. Reach out to us, uh, on our email or one of our social media platforms. Um, and we would be, be happy to have anyone who wants to join, jump in. I'm hoping to swindle Neil into joining us as well. So we'll see if that works out. This has to be, a, <laughs> this is a discernment process between my spouse and myself. Currently, must take it to prayer. And frankly, how me and my spouse are, because we usually do everything in a novena. So, uh, wait for 10 days and you will get yours. And I, I, um, We'll talk. We'll talk about. It. I think I might have to do. I might have to do a very modified version of this because I'm dealing. Because I think the the most difficult for me, most likely, wouldn't be the intermittent fasting. Wouldn't be, um, maybe making the dietary changes. Uh, wouldn't be as much because I've done keto. I've done carnivore. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, I'm just uh, um, trying to eat clean. I'm trying yep. to. Do, uh, uh, just more sensible, closer to bodybuilding. I'm not doing the full counting of weighing calories and stuff like that, but just trying to hit my proteins, get a vegetable with every meal and then sensible carbs and cut out no snacking. Yeah. And, um, feeling good with that because it just fits, it fits with the family. I get to eat with the family a lot more. Uh, it's, I'm afraid in the mornings, I'll be honest, because I do not, um, I have an issue with sleep. I have a love affair with sleep. And when I don't get exactly eight hours, and I've been doing it for years where I sleep from uh, uh, midnight to eight, it's just like, I'm like clockwork. And so trying to mess with that would be real, real hard for me. What's that? Just sleep faster. Um. (laughs) Here's the thing. I understand the sleep faster. I understand the sleep faster (laughs) thing. I do not believe, okay. I understand that your REM cycles shrink. Yeah. Right. And you can sleep more effectively. But one of the things you have to look at with that is that there are certain, I think there's certain genetic variabilities that like can do that or like have that, have that do well. And there are some people who argue that it's still not like, although you're still getting the REM sleep, your total body recovery recuperation is not necessarily taking place. So, um, like your neurological functioning doesn't necessarily decrease, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you fully recover as much as you should from the physical damage you cause your body from wear and tear and exercise. Well, the reality is dude, we're parents. So we never will actually get the proper recovery that we need. Um. (laughs) (sighs) You're trying to come up with an argument for that. Aren't you? Anyway, (laughs) that we're not, I mean, I'll be honest. Maybe I just have an awesome, I just, my wife kicks butt. My wife kicks massive butt and she 
really helps me because I think she, I think one of the things she's realized is that I, for me, sleep interrupted knocks me uh, out of the game a lot harder than it does for her. Uh. And I am more than happy to help her get to bed early or get a nap in. Mm. And she seems to bounce back pretty okay, um, or at least a lot better than I do with interrupted sleep. So I'm not sure if she just would be someone who's like back in the day could have done the farmer thing, you know, where you like wake up at four and work till 10 and then sleep for four hours and get up and work again, then go to bed, like that kind of thing. Yep. um, I mean, she does come from a farming family, so. There you go. Maybe. There's also Uh, nurse, so. Yeah. (laughs) Something else that I think I should mention too is a little known fact, your body, your, your brain actually functions better off of energy that comes from fat than it does off of energy that comes from sugar. So when you're doing this type of eating regimen and you get that sugar out and you get your body used to functioning and burning fat, uh, you actually will have a clearer head. And when I did my, my five-day fast before, I was really tired and I did struggle a lot to get through it, but I had not really prepared myself ahead of time. I hadn't really properly gotten my body into the right mode. I just kind of hit it just to see if I could. Um, even though I had done this before, it still, I think, took a bigger toll. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to seeing what it's like to try this again, but having done the weeks of prep ahead of time and getting myself into a position where I'm more prepared for that and to see how, mm-hmm. how much it affects me energy-wise at that stage of the game. Yeah. All right, then. Bye. Anyway, I, I, I think I think if people can can join you, I think they're real excited. I mean, last year we did the push up challenge for Lent, but I think this is something that's real interesting, different, and hardcore. Um, it's very for those yeah, who are it's not, definitely more hardcore. I mean, and especially and even if you just want to join a modified version or accountability, um, have some accountability, we'd love to to do that with you guys and, and be a part of it um, for your Lenten journey and help support you uh, support you guys in that. Um, so I don't, do you have any final thoughts before we close? Prayer and pushups podcast at gmail.com for now. Uh, we're going to stay on to, to Gmail. We might need to escape our Google overlords and switch elsewhere, but for now we're still going to stick with the Gmail email <laughs> account and, um, uh, we'll be on the evil social medias of the Instagram, the Twitter and the Facebooks at prayer and pushups. And uh, you can check us out on our website, which um, may be the only place you'll be able to find us in the future with sexist statements and uh, gov- and, <laughs> and shutdowns. After Anyways. after we get booted off of everything, I mean, we're low. We're we're small. We're small fish to fry compared to some of the others. So they got the targets on. But anyways, <laughs> uh, all this is just ingested. Much ado about nothing. Uh, so, just to actually state the website, it is prayerandpushups.org. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you didn't actually say what the website was. You said they could find us there, but you didn't say what it was. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to tell them. They might actually find it. No, no. Uh, <laughs> prayer and push-ups.
podcast. No, it's just prayerandpushups.org. Prayerandpushups.org. That is correct, sir. Because we are an organization which implies organized. Implies. Which is somewhat true. We're, so we're one third of our team is organized. We're military organized. Yep. And any veterans listening to us will understand what that means. All right. So with that being said, we will see you next week. Let's get out there. Let's live intentionally. God bless everybody. Bye.